0: You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows.
1: We're just three millennials trying to find our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith.
0: I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew.
1: My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre
2: Spectre Radio. Radio.
0: You have something I want. You may think you have some idea of what you are in possession of, but you do not. In a few moments, the spoiler will be
2: mine. It means more to me than you will ever know. Thank you, Moth Gideon, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoiler warnings.
3: More peaceful since the revolution. It is a shame that your people suffered.
0: But bounty hunting is a complicated profession.
1: Said you were coming. They said you were the best in the parsec. Would you agree?
0: I can bring you guys in warm or I can bring you guys in cold. Welcome back to Spectre Radio. <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: What a warm welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, it was better than a cold welcome. I don't like yeah, the cold that much, but- <laughs> personally. I got asthma. It don't work. Um, so welcome back, everyone. <laughs> and if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to Specter Radio and all of our nonsense. Um, today, I am privileged to introduce our returning guest, uh, Sadi Garcia, member of the 501st and Rebel Legions. Thanks Woo-hoo! for joining us again. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weepa,
1: girl, welcome back.
0: Glad to have you.
1: All right, and we're going to get this party started with a summary of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. Beginning five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, which, for those of you at home, that would be 1983 or 9 ABY, in the fall of the Galactic Empire... The Mandalorian follows Din Djarin, a lone Mandalorian bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. He is hired by remnant imperial forces to retrieve the child, but instead goes on the run to protect the infant. While looking to reunite the child with his kind, they are pursued by Moff Gideon, who wants to use the child's connection to the Force. Gotta <laughs>
2: say that was very well written. If it wasn't, it was you. very well written and and concise. Thank you,
1: Wikipedia, not <laughs> Wikipedia. Not
2: like Andrew's six paragraphs for for clones. Hey, it was five, but it was, it was also great.
1: seven seasons. It was in
2: a wonderful.
1: Movie. It was wonderful. so good. That was so hard
2: no to it. actually. That was not hard to write at all. I wrote it in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> about eighteen minutes to say it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. All right, let's jump into our first specialized category, one that we're specializing just with the Mandalorian. So how the Mandalorian has changed the canon and our expectations. So when we started to hear rumors of the Mandalorian show, I hadn't watched Clones or Rebels yet. Same. So I had no idea. I'm like, oh, what's a Mandalorian? And I'm like, he looks like he's wearing Boba's armor. like." (laughs) like hmm, i wonder what this is so i started to dive into um clones right before mando kind of came out we don't get any mandalorians and clones until like season two or three i want to say we don't get it right away season three (laughs) um so i appreciate that i got to at least have a little background on where we were um as far as the characters but Um, episode one, we're dropped right in the story, just like every other Star Wars movie. We have no idea where we are in the timeline. We don't know where we, what planet we're on, planets we're on. (laughs) Again, we have no clue. And for those that have watched Clones and Rebels, that obviously takes place in certain segments of the timeline. And we kind of find out we're way later in the timeline than where we were Clones and Rebels. Um, So, I just I, I definitely appreciate how they're stretching the canon and stretching the timeline and kind of adding and filler in between Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Because there's so much that happened there. Um, but how it changed the canon, it and I'm gonna say this during my best and worst, but it changed the canon because it made people go back and watch Clones and Rebels mm. to get stories on uh, dark saber, all the, all the creatures that we get and so much more.
1: Yeah. I definitely had no idea what to expect going into it. I just remember when this was coming out for the first time in fall of 2019, um, that I was just so fixated and anticipating the rise of Skywalker, um, that I wasn't even like thinking about other stuff, And then, um, just knowing that we were getting just more content to devour, um, was definitely exciting, but, um, I, I definitely just wasn't sure what to expect. And I think most of us, our expectations were pretty high, given the films being what they are and getting the feelings, you know, that they bring and everything. Um, and then seeing that same like amazing star quality in um you know a television series we we got a lot of that you know in the animated versions like why it just mentioned with rebels and clones but this is the first i'm pretty sure right correct me if i'm wrong this is the first live action star wars tv show so i think for a lot of us we didn't really know what to expect um and it Definitely, yeah. like, just put gas on the fire. That is my passion for Star Wars. <laughs> and it just, like, started feeding my Baby Yoda obsession. Because this whole episode, I'm calling him Baby Yoda. Because in season one, he was Baby Yoda. And mm-hmm. you guys can deal with it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> That's Call fine. Him whatever you want. Call him late for dinner. Fine. It's not it's not not The problem.
1: child, whatever.
0: <laughs> I agree.
3: You know, kind of funny that you guys talk about it like that. That, you know, you, you had no idea what was coming and stuff like that. I... <clears throat> I, I've always known about the Mandalorians. I've always known about the background, Boba Fett, where they came from, uh, you know, where he came from and stuff like that, um, until obviously Attack of the Clones kind of filled that knowledge a little bit more. Um, My biggest fear for the Mandalorian was, well, Disney has managed to screw up um, Star Wars quite a bit um <laughs> this is another way wow. for them to screw it up again i, I agree um,
0: I, was, I was worried
3: <laughs> i was really really concerned uh after the last um from the last jedi on uh, i was like oh my god um they're gonna mess up the mandalorian stories as well i'm like i, I don't think i can take another disappointment from disney um but knowing that <laughs> you know um john Fabro and mm-hmm. dave filoni who i Absolutely adore. I've actually met. Has an autograph. What? I got, what? Pictures, <laughs> with him. I got pictures with him. I need to adopt um, him as
0: like one of my uncles. Great guy. He's such
3: a great guy too. Um, such a friendly guy. I love him um, so much. <laughs> he is so great. So great. I mean, he's just a huge fan too. Um, I feel more at ease knowing that this was going to be a collaboration between John Favreau and Dave. Um, so even though I was concerned because Disney has their corporate hands over everything, <laughs> um, I felt more at ease, um, you know, coming into, into the series. Um, I watched that first episode and I was just blown away. I was like, Oh my God, this thing hits on every single chord. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I cannot wait for the next episode. Um, and it's, it kind of relit <laughs> that fire Yeah, that the last movie we just, couldn't do i mean the force awakens did it Mm -hmm. but the last two just could not do it the same way okay
0: i i I agree with that um i went in with very low expectations because i didn't want to get screwed over um (laughs) you know if i'm really excited about um a movie and i'm not terribly sure that it's gonna do well i'm like all right all right let's put my expectations down that way at the very least She's showing us a picture. Saudi showing us a picture of the autograph. I'm assuming. Ah, okay, yeah, awesome. And nice. it's on a AILA Secura uh, photo. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, I, hey, she's she's cool. All right, I don't, don't want to hear it. Um, but yeah, so I, I had low expectations. I went in. I'm like, all right, this is at least going to be okay. Like, it would be pretty hard to make this utter dog crap. Okay. <laughs> uh, I w- listen again. I went in with very low expectations, and I was not disappointed at all. No, no. I was very, very impressed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I-, I went in. I'm like watching the first episode. I'm like, all right, what is this? I kind of knew where it was roughly in the timeline. I knew really because I-, I had researched it, it, and they had said before it came out Wyatt's that it was face like
1: right now is just like what sorry to just uh, why How started to you know just sandbag
0: you like that. Um, <laughs> like they talk did, about in the Star Wars family guy you just sandbagged me um did you did you really think it was between 6 and 7 yes i knew it, i knew it was roughly 5 years after then, 6 well i told what you what like 11 you, times well tell me for the 12th <laughs> time um what, what gave me that impression well yeah one their stormtroopers were imperial era stormtroopers and equipment and not closer to first order stuff so that was a uh, that was a big one Secondly, I just I I had researched it. I I, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not trying to sandbag you here, which it really looks like I'm trying to. But um, (laughs) no,
1: that's okay. I mean, why I definitely didn't know either. I think um, a lot of that information became a lot more circulated and publicized. Oh yeah, it wasn't terribly well known before the series started. Yeah, Yeah. but it would be our expert's job to know that. So I
2: would
0: say
1: he's doing just fine. (laughs)
0: He's doing his research and development. Right. Just do- how it added to the canon, like caring, you guys. <laughs> well, thank God, right? Um, otherwise, you might swap me out for my brother. Um, We've tried. I we threaten.
1: Threat. We can <laughs> threaten.
0: They do Every podcast quite often. They do. <laughs> um, they added things to the canon, kind of like you guys talked about. Um, like, why it said it made you go back and watch it, because it's like, what's the dark saber? You know, a lot of people are yes. like, what's a Mandalorian? I like how they added that. Mandalorian isn't a race, um, but a creed. And I'm also going to talk about this in my likes and dislikes. Um, cause it, some, something about it kind of like low key pissed me off, but I like how they talked <laughs> more about like the bounty hunters guild, um, which is yeah. uh, who Din Djarin was a part of most of right. the the bounty hunters on the executor's bridge in episode five were part of that. So I like that we got to see some of that. Um, we got to see what state, what the state of the empire is five years afterwards, They're like, they're fractured, you know, because like Saudi and I are used to the old canon, like the Galactic Civil War took like another 15 years after Endor. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, like, I'm still perplexed that they managed to lose 25,000 Star Destroyers inside of what's now a year, like 15 years. Sure. I can, I can go with that. But a year I'm like, damn, somebody screwed the pooch real hard. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, The only thing after the first episode, the only thing I really like expected was just like, oh, he's going to be a bounty hunter and shoot some stormtroopers. I had no frame of reference of what to expect from the show. So and it it almost made it better because like they pretty much anything they could have done after the first episode
2: was just wonderful anyway. So I was going to be okay with it. Do you think it would have had even half of the hype if it wasn't for Baby Yoda?
1: Ooh, excellent. i thought about that
3: a
2: lot. Half of the hype. Uh, let's let's have Saadi go first
0: on that one. <laughs>
3: um, I I still think so. Um, at at one point, they were talking about doing a Boba Fett movie when the whole solo crashed and the movies weren't doing as great as they thought they were going to be doing because the Marvel formula didn't mm. fit into Star Wars. Surprise, right. surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody that has a brain cell knew that that wasn't going to work. A singular
1: um, brain cell. I like that analogy yeah. there.
3: Um, <laughs> they, they were trying to come up with a show for, you know, the Boba Fett, a movie that they were going to do supposedly. And I think what happened was that when they ch- decided to change their whole outlook on the movies and stuff and they said I said, you know what? We're going to take this and we're going to create something that has nothing to do with what we already know. Because <laughs> one of the biggest challenges that they had was, <clears throat> mm-hmm. how are you going to take something that is so established Right. And expand on it without getting somebody's, you know, uh, feelings hurt or uh, (laughs) expectations destroyed or childhoods destroyed, like people say now. Um, How are you going to do that? So I think the Mandalorian came out of that mess um, at the right time. So I, I, I still believe that a lot of the Mandalorian stuff came from some of those uh tabled stories that they were going to do maybe for the movie so oh, some for of those sure. things have been moved over to the Mandalorian um uh, and i still think that the coolness factor of the boba armor would still would have been enough to attract people at least the fan base i think what baby yoda has done is that it has captured a different set of fans yeah and has brought it into the mainstream because this is a story like we've never seen before.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um, you know, putting Disney aside where if you're a parent of a Disney character, you're in, you're going to die.
1: Right. Let's <laughs> <gonna laughs>
3: face it. You're wow. going to die. Um, this is a different situation where now you have two, you know, assuming two orphans. Right. One, a father figure wants the child one, you know, being the caretaker of this child, knowing that person himself was an orphan himself. Right. We have never seen anything like that. We've always mm-hmm. seen, you know, uh, you know, the slave, you know, ripped from the mom's, you know, from the mom and, and yep. taken to the Jedi temple. And then, you know, Luke being sent to the, you know, to the uncle and uh, Leia sent to, you know, with bail, um, mm. with, you know, surrogates. But we've never seen a situation where now you have, this battle-hardened bounty hunter taking over the protection of this child. Uh, You just don't see that. You expect the bounty hunter to go out there, shoot a couple people, bring people into justice. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, with the air quotes, um, you never expected the whole table to be turned. Now this guy is protecting a child right it just changes everything you know about a bounty hunter and and as a matter of fact i think has changed about you know mandalorians in general
0: yeah they have their version of honor but it's not always the same thing as like normal honor like that they'll kind of not to be rude to mandalorians but they'll kind of screw you over if they feel it like it's okay
1: not and to be I'm rude like, to a fictional not to be rude. people not to
0: be rude to a <laughs> fictional group of people who pride <laughs> themselves in honor but like every single mandalorian we've seen like has screwed people over for no reason just because they thought it was okay. But then you insult their honor. Whoa, 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 Whoa. Well, yeah. um, If
1: you, if you take that into consideration, it kind of makes sense why he's not the most, um, nurturing or observant uh, type parent he's just mm. kind of like take that frog out of your mouth and i'm like have you fed that baby today did you ever <laughs> consider that he's hungry? frog
3: shaming him he's he's like yeah i just have to water them right like that's right. how they grow. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is when he said uh, well uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves but when we okay. girls the kids have seen worse
1: <laughs> the kids oh, seen yeah. worse oh, right off.
3: i i personally <laughs> you know, think as a parent, yeah you know, as a parent you you want to protect your children you know, oh you know don't watch you know PG-13 movie that right, type of thing right. or R-rated movie and he's like oh no the kid's seen worse yeah <laughs> he's already he's already failing as a parent He's already, like, seen like, already. Bloodbath. <laughs> um, I,
0: I personally think that um, it would have held its own weight without Baby Yoda I don't think it would have held as much of its weight it, it captured somewhat of a different audience. It took, like Mm -hmm. she said, like Sadi said, it took the story in a different direction, never seen before, but it would have, it would have just been a fantastically written Star Wars Western by, you know, two incredible directors and writers. Mm -hmm. It just, it adds another layer for sure and a a decent size layer in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And, and really then what, what do you replace if you don't have that? Because you have to, if you're, if you're Disney and you're making a television show, you have to have an aspect for the kids. You know what I mean? I think I think that's part. Of, well, merchandise, of course, of course, of course, as oh, we're yeah, this, all, this we all have Ewok. our, our merchandise. Merchandising. we the, the real money and the movies. The are Ewok. made. Thank you, Saudi. This is the reason Literally. it's
0: the Ewok from well, epi- episode that, six. And it's like,
1: <laughs> to her point. <laughs> wow. This is the same idea with what we talked about in uh, the Phantom Menace pod for Jar Jar, right? It's, the the, the cash grab for the yeah. kids, but it's it's also, you know, one of the reasons why some of these young people that are, you know, my cousin is like 13. I don't think she really understands Star Wars, but she loves Baby Yoda. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if that's the gateway drug, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all oh, for baby Yoda being the gateway drug to the rest of the canon. I mean, okay? Star Wars
0: is written for children. Like, and apparently a lot of like 45 year olds in like their underwear have problems with this on the internet. Um, like they're like writing and, and like bashing. Like I understand that Star Wars was originally around when they were children. But like I, I saw some interview, I forget who who said it, but he's like, Why are you trying to rob that from this generation? So but it's then like, I why also why can't that
1: just be a story for everyone?
0: Yeah. Well, and then I then I also don't like when people are like, Oh, the Force Awakens was just written to make, you know, people from the original trilogy happy. I'm like, Well, that's that's a good thing. That's how you keep a fan base. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Star Wars is written for <laughs> children, but you can't alienate your original fan base. Like, that's how you keep things going. Like mandalorian isn't really written for children it's not necessarily written to not have them watch it
1: right but it's not
0: geared toward children minus the baby yoda correct so uh, people kind of just like not to be all kumbaya but people really need to like get their heads (laughs) out of their butts and like get along it's it's a fictional story
1: i saw a meme today that was like star wars fans right when the movie comes out and it was like kylo ren going no or like screaming and then it was like Star Wars fans five years later, and it's Han Solo shrugging. And then it's like uh Luke Skywalker's The Last Photo, and he goes, The sacred text, and it's like 30 years later. <laughs> it's like the evolution <laughs> of the Star Wars fan around a movie. It's like you, first you hate it, then you're indifferent, and then you're like, This is the most valuable piece of Star Wars information out there. <laughs>
3: yeah. Gosh, that'll be well, it has to do a lot with uh, it has to do a lot with how. People constantly say, oh, you know, they're, they're, um, they did that for fan service. Yeah. And I always have, I always take offense to that. I'm like, okay, so do you want the thing that you love the most not to cater to what you like? Right. You want
0: your thing to make money because this is how they make money.
1: Right.
3: Right. How does that make any sense? I mean, what I call, what they call fan service is, no, you're giving me what I want. And is there anything wrong with that?
0: You're I giving mean, me what we've waited entirely too long for. Like <laughs>
3: Exactly. You don't go to a car dealership and buy the car that you don't like, right? Mm-hmm. You go and buy the car that you want, not the one that you don't like. So, you know, you, you need a, a pickup truck, so you decide to get a hybrid, what you know how are you going to carry you know the the 20 tons of rock in the back of your hybrid no it's not going to happen right and that's a whole fan service thing i just don't get i mean yeah. and that's really what, good something analogy. That this, this show does incredible job and i think in you have you don't need to know anything about star wars to enjoy it. it it caters to everyone not only the people that have seen rebels or clone wars or the original trilogy the sequel trilogy because there's always something sprinkled yep. in there that you can tie and you can go okay this is my star wars mm-hmm. right, i get this right right uh, and you get to enjoy it it's awesome i am again perfect balance you got the right people doing star wars
2: especially now for sure <laughs> didn't lucas call felone he's now the godfather of star wars something like that yeah i mean it's yeah. it's he's basically knighted the- him <laughs> he's he actually, the wars.
3: Um, yeah he actually um uh, went as far as calling him the son that he you know he should have had basically
0: oh, oh uh, god what an honor because what i would of, give.
3: Uh, i mean the relationship that they have i mean you got to realize that george discovered dave um pulled him from um, avatar uh was, i think it was his last show before he brought him into the clone wars and It was really interesting how that dynamic kind of kind of worked because uh, Dave is a very, very talented guy and you can see how much he has grown and moved up uh, when it comes to everything that he has done in the Star Wars world. Uh, But you got to realize that for you to reach that level, you need to have somebody, you know, like George and somebody like you know, a person in general that wants to mentor that person, you know, you have to have that within you to be able to want to mentor somebody. Right. Um, and I think, um, George, I think again, saw that potential in Dave and took that desire and that step forward in making sure that, you know, if I'm not going to secure my legacy in any way, at least I'm going to secure it by mentoring Dave for him to continue my work into the future.
0: I would give my like left arm and probably then my right arm to be called the son that he should have had or whatever that title was called. My gosh, I'd probably cry like for the rest of my life and I'd be okay with it.
1: <laughs> well, and like we talked about Dave Filoni, I can't even remember which I'm all confused on which podcasts we did since uh, there were, we've had so many, but yeah, um, We were talking about his influence and like the story of how he got connected to, um, you know, all the shows and everything, starting with um, Clone Wars, obviously. And um, I just love that this is a Star Wars show created and produced and directed and written and somewhat acted by Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some actors on the show that had never seen the films before and like couldn't appreciate it for what it is, but are now fans because they're in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's just so cool that it's a show made by the people that appreciate it. And it definitely is evident when you watch it, you get the little Easter eggs here and there, especially in the pilot. There's like direct callbacks to certain moments, you know, in episode six, when we get the guy chopped up in the door, the rancor, right? We get (sighs) the guy in this episode early on, you know, the door closes on him. Right. And it was like, wow. Wow. Direct callback right there. Um, And just like quotes and little, little, just little Easter eggs all throughout it. And you're just like.
0: Well, they talk about uh, Mayfield. Mayfield was a sharpshooter for the empire. That's not that impressive. Hey pal, I wasn't a (laughs) stormtrooper. That crap was so funny.
3: Well, the same token, you know, when the guy, um, you know, does get shot in half. Think about the cantina scene in episode four. Mm. Where you know Obi Wan cuts the guys, on, you know the uh, Uba, Uba, whatever the heck character, yeah, is. Tarantula, cuts it the blood guy. is on the floor. But then everybody kind of like sees it, and then turns yeah. and keeps doing their right. thing. I mean, this is this guy literally got shot in half, and they were like, "Okay, it's that's like just another day." Know, he, I want,
0: I want to know what happens in cantinas that makes people so ah, I've seen this before. Like clearly, this <laughs> happens like on a weekly or like <laughs> daily basis in cantinas across the galaxy or right. people in Star Wars really don't care about anything.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought yeah. the same thing. It's like, wow, they're so desensitized. I mean, I know that's matter. like a
0: point it's supposed to make, but it's like, if you really think about that, it's like,
3: holy crap, what
0: What have right. you guys gone through? I'm curious to um, hear you guys' um, first impressions on, uh, on the show, like whether it was a couple episodes in, the first episode where you thought it was going to go after that. So let's have uh, let's have Wyatt go
2: first on this one. I always hated being picked first in class for questions like this. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, high school all over again. Welcome um, to the
1: hot seat.
2: First impressions of the Mandalorian season one. So I'm going to do my overall impression of the entire season, not just the the surprise that we got at the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's badass. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> like. I'm if you've been listening to us since episode one, I'm more nitpicky and more negative towards the movies versus positive. But the Mandalorian as a whole is very, very good. The um
1: Wow, that's a very high that's high, a high ranking. Praise. High praise from Wyatt. That's very high good. High
2: praise from, from Wyatt Never Happened Again. <laughs> but um won't. I mean, because we got so much dynamic changes within season one. Um, You know, just looking through, I mean, we only had eight eight episodes. And they ranged from, like, 22 minutes, like, 35, 38-minute-long episodes. They weren't very Yeah. They weren't very long. And after, after the credits and the opening scene, I think we only had, like, 18 minutes worth of content.
1: Right, right.
2: For each episode. And they crammed so much in it. But they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite of these eight episodes is probably Sanctuary, episode four. I love this because it brings it—not really like very like home-like, but it's less. It's they're more grounded in this episode because mm-hmm. they're not flying Sorgen. around f- fighting Sorgon, Thank you. They're flying You're around. Welcome. They're they're planted and they're helping this village against raiders you know coming and uh, stealing their um their take from from the curl farms and then Mm -hmm. we get the 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 atst in this which caradun needs to take some lessons from um ewoks because apparently (laughs) rocks and stones can take him down
0: okay no it's not quite how that happened (laughs) but okay Did that, Not did this good. episode, she got there remind,
1: eventually? All right, she got there eventually.
0: Did this episode That's remind episode you of a, of a Clone Wars episode by chance, where bounty hunters help you know farmers it, you know defend against pirates?
3: Me? It actually reminds me of the A team, is what it reminds me of. Oh, yeah, Ooh. for sure. You know how the A team goes to place uh-huh. a place helping people? That's mm-hmm. exactly how what it reminded me of. But yeah, going back to the Clone Wars, yeah. Um, they were on um,
0: Felucia and the Hondo, Hondo showed up. Yeah, they were these weird looking yeah. turtle people. <laughs> <laughs> they were literally like being trained to fight with sticks the same way that, that Kara was teaching them how to fight. I was like, this is a nice little Dave Filoni callback since he did uh, the clone wars as well.
3: Bounty hunters. Wasn't it something called like bounty hunters? I think it was episode? bounty
0: hunters. It was in season two. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's where we meet em- Embo for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mine were short. So I'll, I'll uh, take short over <laughs> from here. So yeah, um, we already kind of mentioned these but I love the that direct homage to the films and I think that's what I definitely loved and what I love about Disney in general is all the easter eggs if you ever watch any like any other Pixar film you're like where is the pizza planet truck you know like you're always <laughs> looking for the easter eggs so um, there were just like little moments of that throughout the first season that my dad and I, this is like probably one of my dad's favorite pieces of Star Wars canon. And we always would watch it together if we could. Uh, at that point, I was still not living with him. But um, now that I'm back in first season two, we got to watch most of it together. Um, that was just like a nice thing where we could kind of play a game between the two of us of catching each little Easter egg throughout um, each episode. Um, And I think with the, uh, in conjunction of, you know, Galaxy's Edge opening right as the Mandalorian like took off Mm -hmm. and the Rise of Skywalker, it was just like, oh my God, my whole life is Star Wars right now
0: (laughs) because I used to go
1: to the parks like two to three times a month probably (laughs) um, because I could, and I was comfortable doing that. and. You know, when you go to Batu and you buy something, they'll say, that'll be 24, 36, credits. And there's other tourists, you know, in line, and they're like, what? Credits? They're like (laughs) so confused. And then they're like, let me break character. Man, that's just what we say in Star Wars. It's dollars, but we just call them credits. And they're like, okay. And they get off their little, you know, payment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you can like, you know, you can pay in credits for things and you can get like a gift card that's shaped like one of those, um, I don't know. It's like a, looks like credits. It's like a piece of metal kind of thing. Yeah.
2: The Republic credits or the Imperial credits or whatever. It's like
1: you spend a hundred dollars and you get to keep the fake credits, but you can spend them. So it's like, if you're already going to spend a hundred dollars on a droid, you might as well just buy the gift card and then you get to keep the little souvenir like (laughs) credits. Um, But, you know, like all throughout this, it's, you know, oh, I only have calamari flan. Like, I don't know. Does that still count? Or we have imperial credits, you know? So it was just like, I I know what this means because I went to Disney World and they do the same thing. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of my impression. It was amazing, um, better than I could have anticipated and definitely brought Galaxy's Edge even more color.
3: Agreed. I feel like um my my impressions of the show. Uh, and again, this is this is again, um and John Favreau has always said it is like Dave Filoni is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Star Wars that um he adds this extra layer of death to everything that he touches. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> the the way I look at the Mandalorian is just like the perfect Clone Wars sequel. Mm. or rebel sequel because there's so
1: much (laughs) season one clone it. season two rebel sequel yeah
3: because if you look at if you look at the clone wars i mean there's a lot of mandalorian stuff in there um and then you look at rebels again a lot of mandalorian stuff in there so you take a lot of the stuff that happened into those from those shows and bring it into the mandalorian and just sprinkle it you don't even have to reference it directly but you can see it, and it just makes it that much richer, the world,
1: yes. that even
3: though you're in a new place, it's still familiar.
1: Yeah, oh, I sense. love the way you just said that. That's a, that's a really cool way to think <laughs> about it. Uh,
3: my my favorite episode, the episode that I actually got off my chair and screamed was, um, it was the third one when um, Din Djarin had gone in and tried, um, he's like, I'm going to go save this kid. And I want to protect him. And he's trying to bust out of the place. And all the little fobs are going off. And he's being chased. And he's mm-hmm. fighting. The scene that I about flipped out was when you saw all the Mandalorians jumping from the jetpacks coming from the roof. I was stuff.
0: not expecting that at all. That was awesome. I,
3: I never saw that coming at all. And then the heavy Mandalorian landing in the middle. And they just start opening a can of wolf hats
0: yeah (laughs) nice old nice old can of whoop ass and he was like he was like all right go we'll cover you and after they were fighting earlier
3: that was very very um uh strategic and military uh you know tactically it was brilliant Mm -hmm. um it almost felt like you know like uh paratroopers landing and kind of like starting attacking yeah um systematically all the emplacements and then you have your heavy trooper heavy guns and just laying down cover fire um, was incredible. Um, The same token, we have never seen an IG unit do what IG-11 did. (laughs) That episode, I mean, it was what- Not even in the the animated series either. Never. I mean, going in there and the fact that it was uh, Taika Waititi, uh, Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. made it even that great. I love the guy. I've seen a lot of his movies um but that character and the and the animation the special effects behind it um how he was systematically shooting it, i mean i was just completely flabbergasted when i saw that
0: i was like dang those things and, are not as useless as they look
3: <laughs> i know um and then star wars has always had you know a, a thing with names they always have meant something you know yes darth i was thinking Vader, about the darth this morning. tyrannus you know um uh, look Skywalker, um, uh, you know Han Solo. all the names mean something. and I want you to think about this. Think about grief carga. the first name grief. Mm-hmm. No, you know just take the later the, the letters and just change them. grief. he, he is grieving for something. Carga, if you take it and translate it into Spanish means cargo. you're carrying something. Mm. Mm, wow. so he is carrying grief with him what did we find out about him in the show he's a disgraced he was magistrate a disgraced magistrate okay. so he is carrying some load that we wow. know nothing of and all and his name is telling you everything but yeah we don't know what that grief is wow so he is carrying some baggage that we don't know but i'm pretty sure at some point we're gonna figure out because we're gonna find out why is he disgraced magistrate
1: right I, would, um,
0: I was wondering that today i'm like when are we gonna find this out <laughs> andrew's got oh, I mean, smoke
1: coming out of his ears he's like mind blown over there
0: <laughs> i i that was very good I, I had no idea i didn't think about it
1: i mean i love the fact that you know star
3: wars has always done really well with that kind of stuff and yeah can i say anything amazing about giancarlo esposito as <sighs> moff gideon Oh my god. He's you mean Poeis hermanos? Yeah. <laughs> he's
1: as, my dad, as my dad calls him, Pois hermanos. from Better he Call incredible.
3: Saul. <laughs> he um he is just such an incredible bad guy.
1: I wanna hate him. I know, right? I like him so much. That's so hard. he's like another he's like That's another so con. And you can tell Another
3: like, another Loki. Yeah. Loki's oh, true, the same way, true, like true, you true, wanna true. hate him, but you can't because right. he's just so I don't know there's something about his charisma um I mean he is just so brilliantly written He's steps ahead of you he's likable uh he carries confidence I mean you're so
0: bad but you have uh, so much charisma that people can't hate you like (laughs) exactly that's that's a that's a good position to be in that's a good position to be in
3: so I again um I cannot speak more about the show I mean I absolutely adore it it's incredible super happy with it <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: i i had two first impressions for me one it was really freaking short because when i'm used to watching things on the streaming services unless it's a sitcom they're like <laughs> 50 some odd minutes i get a solid hour of and good how many stuff.
1: seasons andrew
0: <laughs> uh what, all of honest. them <laughs> yeah I, I get more <laughs> It, well, it, it I'm just depends. saying, like,
1: in comparison, like, all a lot of these sitcoms that are on streaming services have been around for a while. And so you get like a Grey's Anatomy that has like 16. Good seasons. God.
0: I think that, you that's a I mean? um, Yeah,
1: I think it's 16 or 17. I've lost track.
0: But even like shows like any of the Marvel Netflix shows, those are an hour. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they each have at least two seasons and right. there's more episodes. Yep. So I'm just like, like, I, I get that they want to like, leave you wanting more but
1: you did like, that
0: entirely too well is the At problem. like
1: 13 million dollars an episode i oh, think for
0: sure, that's for sure I, I completely it's understand
1: different. it's different <laughs> it's
0: just revealing in me that i'm an addict and no, no, i don't like it absolutely but <laughs> the same no that was the same. that was my first impression i was like oh this is not going to be like daredevil where i get 55 <laughs> minutes of awesome i get 30 i'm gonna have to be okay with that right, um right. and then the second one was just that it was it was you know, like we said earlier, it was badass. There was a lot of action. And we said earlier, pretty much everything I'm going to say, we said earlier, Dave Filoni put a lot in there for only 20 to 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I liked that it was set still in the quote unquote aftermath of the, the galactic civil war, because I like that time period. I like the empire. I like the rebels, which is now the new Republic. So I... My my first impressions was a little short,
3: or am I an addict? And awesome,
0: (laughs) those were (laughs) actually. uh... You know
3: what? Before before you say anything else, I'm gonna piggyback off of that that whole thing. Think about what Dave Filoni where he came from. Think about the background and animation. The background animation. You have literally 21 to 23 minutes to tell a whole story. So true. And I think that skill set has been great into the mandalorian because all of a sudden he has a little bit more time but he knows how to pace a story even with a short amount of time which is very hard look at some of of the rebels episodes on the clone they're incredible it's like how in the world can they pack so much in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. And and again this is him honing his skills and now is paying dividends in a show like this
1: right right that's a
0: great way to put that wow
1: all right so we'll move on to our what ifs and since I'm introducing the category, I'm going to pander to our guests and do my what if first. Because I thought of this and then I was like, oh, and Saadi's going to be on. So it's a perfect what if. I don't know if it was our conversation the other day or just watching this or what. But my thought was what if we got a new crop of clone troopers from Dinjarin? and andrew wow. has left the building because he hates my question i don't know why did I, did I did did you have the same one
0: no i didn't want to blow my nose in front of you guys but oh. i mean okay so, <laughs> we, so we now
1: have that like i just running, said that on the pod no we have like a running joke soddy where like if we don't like what the other person says we'll like turn off our camera and like leave
0: no, I turned off oh, my camera for, I thought for he privacy. didn't like what I was but, saying. Uh, but now Sorry. now all 600 <laughs> of our listeners um you know knowing. Listen, about this, it's March, about my It's
1: allergy season. This is this is our reality in Florida. Um, so anyway, I'll be quiet. What do you guys think?
3: Um, you know, is it really any different than Django? If you think about it. I mean, Django, the way we know it he wasn't a mandalorian he was um well now we know <laughs> because we had uh, <laughs>
1: right.
3: we went one direction with the clone wars and then we went with the Mandalorian the other opposite direction that stressed uh, we me the found heck out later out for a while yeah so we, we, we went and did this you know we curved all over the place um it, you know is it really any different than django um can you have a whole bunch of dingerens? Yeah, why not? I mean, by the same <laughs> token, you can do the same thing, you know, with you know Han Solo or Poe Dameron, sure, you know, sure. some of these heroes. Um, Jar Jar, Binks. will it be awesome? Oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck
0: yeah! <laughs> not for Jar Jar, but
3: <laughs> just
0: well, I, I mean, tick me off my game. <laughs> he's as physically fit as anyone right now. you know, Well, yeah, Zinjarin's and character. Exactly. Good looking guy,
1: you know, we were just kind of talking about what makes him so and so different is that he was an orphan and he was a foundling. And so that this is like all he's ever known. Whereas like, you know, it's kind of similar in a way, but like Django, you know, was the originator and then Boba had a father in Django. You know what I mean? So I just think that that would give him an edge somehow. Just Just like seeing his attitude almost and like his personality, his swagger. And like, yeah, granted, all the clones had different personalities over time, but.
0: (laughs) I think, I think that's what would make it work is because, um, you know, now we know, well, we, people who know from legends know Django's background. Like before the term foundling was even a thing, we knew that he was essentially a foundling. His parents were killed on Concord Dawn, where he's from. And the Mandalorians, um, the good Mandalorians who are always at war with Death Watch, the bad Mandalorians, uh, took him in. And they raised him like Dinjarin said he was raised in the fighting corps. Yeah. Same thing, except Dinjarin was like raised by, you know, the child's of the watch, which is like an offshoot, I'm assuming of the death watch. So it's, you know, it was a little different in the legends, but it's essentially the same thing. And, you know, kind of like how you said this is all he, he knows that's all like Django knew for a while. Yeah, and then there was the, mm. the Mandalorian civil wars and, you know, then most of the Mandalorians were wiped out. So he's like, screw this. I'm going to become a bounty hunter. <clears throat> Pretty much everyone I know is is dead. So they, it gave him a ruthlessness because he grew up with essentially no parents after a certain age. Just like yeah. Din Djarin. They were murdered in front of him. Right. So I think that's what would make it work as far as him being host donor to a new army of clones. So they'd look different but uh, that'd be also pretty cool. Like we've had we've had an army of uh, New Zealand warriors. Now maybe it's time for an army of Latino warriors. Yes. I, listen, I'm all for it. I'm all for, it. Care for <laughs> it. It'll it'll be awesome. We'll, and why you and I will get our turn at some point at a bunch of white warriors <laughs> in Star Wars. We'll get there. Um,
1: You've had your time. <laughs> all right,
0: let's go to Camino.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's make it happen.
0: So for me, my what if, um, it's kind of, it kind of makes me laugh because it's like, it's like, wow, this is kind of a cheap cut out the middleman uh, question. Um, where did I write it up? So, <laughs> so my what if was what if they just, oh, I don't know if he took baby Yoda to the New Republic government that knew how to find Luke Skywalker. Because he helped found the New Republic government. I mean, he didn't know Luke Skywalker essentially, but he probably has Mm. heard of this now almost all famous Jedi, who's like who who helped lead the rebellion. He blew up the the first Death Star. Like he killed Vader and the Emperor. Like these things get around.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because I think they kind of alluded that like he was living under a rock and like didn't know that. (laughs) But to your point, didn't they go on a Republic ship in episode six? Wasn't that a Republic new Republic prison ship?
0: Yeah, but he could have gone before that. Like the No, I know. I'm trying to planet. I'm trying
1: to back up your oh, what if. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's probably I mean the guy they had a guy in the control room and it was like, Oh, you told me there would only be droids and there's a person there. You could have easily like, if that guy hadn't been whacked off by what's her face, um, killed off by what's her face then
3: (laughs) then, that's a better way
0: to put that please
1: sorry well you know (laughs) the mob you whack somebody that's what i was thinking um but anyway
3: by the way way, (laughs) that was actually matt lanter who actually Mm -hmm. played anakin skywalker in the oh right yes yes that's
1: right yeah i read that i read that that was awesome but yeah so you have you know that technician operating you know the controls in that ship And, um, let's say, you know, for your argument's sake that he's not killed off and he puts all the bad people in the cell and he can take that guy and be like, Hey, I have this, (laughs) this creature that needs to be reunited with somebody that has connections to the Republic, um, which is the Jedi. But, um, he doesn't know that until the last episode when the armor is like, nah, you're a clan of two. This is your job now. <laughs> so, <laughs> the timing for that like Republic connection didn't exactly work out, but um, it, it I like that one. Doesn't really it.
0: work out, but no, it, I like that though. It would I entirely think... cut out season two. <laughs> <laughs> it would just well, and I it think out.
1: like he does create an attachment, and she, you know, the armor says to him like, "You are as his father. Like you're, you know, you're. he's your, he's your it's ward. A it's a boy. Like yeah, he's your ward. You have to take. You care
2: are of the father." Your yeah.
3: ward?
0: It sounds like Batman and Robin.
1: Oh no! Well, I was thinking Sweeney Todd, but well, yeah, that works too. But and anyway. for
3: some reason, when you say you are the father, remind me mean, of Mari Povich.
1: Yes, you, are, <laughs> the you
2: father. are the father. My what if? So I love this topic because I can let my mind wander into whatever realm I want. So my scary and
1: dangerous, really. <laughs>
2: I had one, but I literally just changed it because I think it's better themed for this. What if we have Ron instead of Moff Gideon? Uh,
1: I mean, we do, but we don't. Uh. We do, just not yet. Yeah, we
3: do, and we don't. We do, and we don't.
0: That would be I, I, as much as I would love that. I would low key feel that it was too soon.
1: Yeah, sure? I'm. I'm starting to think that same way. Like the buildup was better, and I think. Mm-hmm the timing worked out for myself and Wyatt because we hadn't watched all of <laughs> the animated show yet. that might've been intentional. didn't know who Thrawn was. And then- they We wanted to give the fans
0: time to watch all that.
1: Right. And then in season two, it's just all of a sudden-
0: Name dropped. A,
1: they say Thrawn. And I'm like, and my dad's and like, I I'm trying to hear. To my it. dad was like, stop screaming. I can't hear what they're saying. And I'm like, you don't even know who Thrawn is. It doesn't even matter. I can scream. But yeah, no, that, I mean- I, highly I I highly hated.
3: encourage you to check out uh, the Throne books. For They're, sure. Uh, They're I, amazing. For sure.
1: I'm planning on it. They're incredible. The old ones, I mean, you order.
3: can <laughs> listen to the, I mean, you can, they got the Audible books Um, you can listen to. Uh, yeah. sponsor by the way. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> listen to the original, the, the original uh, Dark Empire, I think the, the trilogy. Um, yeah. Yeah listen they're great they're incredible even if they're not canon anymore because it sets you up in a mindset on how he is and how he thinks yeah and then um, the new ones
0: are incredible it, for different ways
3: it, oh my god the new ones are incredible exactly and it's and it was which is kind of funny because the new ones are canon but it's it's that whole familiarity it's like you know this character you're familiar with the character. You understand the character. They just put them in a different place. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, and, I, and I felt and be- like I would really enjoy them because I really enjoyed the Hunger Games books. Stay with me because they just came out with the origin story for President Snow. And when he was a, a child and did the Hunger Games. So I felt like I was like, ooh, this feels like almost kind of similar in a way because like he's the big villain. So there's, yeah. I was like, ooh, if I really enjoyed this, I'd probably like something like that. And it's Star Wars, of course. But
0: Timothy Zahn's an, an excellent writer. writer.
1: Yeah.
3: Excellent writer. He's a great guy, too. Uh, met him and <laughs> talked to him for quite a bit. Um, of so course. Um, so super, super, super great. Um, so, but it, so. it is that, 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 I don't know. It's just it, to answer your question, is I think for Din Djarin or The Mandalorian to, to get to that level, you know, when you're playing baseball, you know, you start at the Little Leagues, and then you move to A, Double AA, AAA, and you start getting cooked for, you know, Major League Baseball, uh, using your sports analogies. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing Thrawn at the Mandalorian is like throwing Vader, and I hate to say this, to the younglings.
2: Ah! I mean, we kind of got that.
3: <laughs> in but other words they don't stand it's such a chance a match it's such a mismatch you gotta take that character and get him to a level of experience like he can take on that big threat for uh, sure Thrawn is just too big of a threat to to throw at him and ha- how uh, they sprinkled the it in yeah
0: how they sprinkled it in was probably better this way than just throwing thrown in first they mm-hmm. they build up moff gideon as oh i thought he was executed for war crimes oh he's this badass mm-hmm. who knows everything and then he just, like, keeps getting more and more dangerous. And then it's like, oh, holy crap, he's working for Thrawn. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I think it was better to do it that way than Thrawn being the one showing up personally.
2: So with Thrawn, we only get his name drop once from bo when they're on that ship in season two. And we are we are totally jumping until next week's podcast. But I thought they, no, I thought they said it when um, Ahsoka yeah. was waiting yeah. for Grand mentioned-
0: Admiral Thrawn. Once. Yeah. Oh, so okay, it was so-
2: twice? So we we got it twice, but Bogotan's the only one really looking for him. Oh, well, we I think she of. was. I
0: think she was more looking for the dark saber. I don't right. think she could, like she would love to stick it <laughs> to the Empire for what what they did to her planet. But her first and pro, her first and foremost priority is getting that dark saber, uniting the houses, and then she can actually make like a, a united stand. In well, my yeah,
3: opinion. and, Correct, and I think... it was only mentioned once. It was um, it was Ahsoka dropping the name.
1: Yeah, yeah because she's looking for Ezra. Right,
3: we, we're up pretty that. sure. We're yeah. assuming. We're assuming that's what he.
1: Or we riot, asking. and we know Dave Filoni's listening. Okay.
3: Oh yes. Oh yes. We he's will one of our, riot he's if we don't of
1: give Um, so funny.
0: I, and I feel like we say that enough because it's like our fifth time saying right. it. He, he yeah. might eventually listen. Somewhere his ears are ringing. <laughs> he's yeah, like, someone sure. keeps <laughs> saying my name, and I can't quite pick <laughs> right. out where it is.
3: So for my what if, um, I have. Um, I have just one because it's, this is one of those shows where it's relying on so much on what was done before to be able to propel itself forward, mm. uh, even though there's something sprinkled from the sequels, um, it, it's literally 100% relying on everything before it wow. uh, to be able to justify its place, you know, place and time. Um, I'm going to stick with where we are. And I'm going to talk about what would have happened. Keep in mind that we know, obviously, what happens in season two, what even happens in season one. Um, Obviously, what would have happened if Grief Cargo would have died from his his injuries? From that attack, from the flying Oh,
1: yeah, from the dragon or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever they were.
0: Wow. He wouldn't have called off the rest of the Bounty Hunters Guild across the galaxy. That would have been really rough.
1: Yeah, and I think that town would have been a little less safe without the two of them to oversee things. Like the marshal did a good job from what we we see in the next season, of course, but mm. um I think you have law and order and like he was the order and she was the law, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. People <Beautiful> always <laughs> saying that. Yeah, I think I think that's how they <laughs> work chung. together. Yeah, chung chung, thank you for that. Yeah. Exactly. Um <laughs> That's such an interesting question. Yeah. And I think, you know, to your point earlier, we're interested to see where the rest of his story goes. And he definitely plays a bigger part in um, that next, like, prison break episode in season two.
3: So good.
1: Which was go right. back to
3: the Citadel.
1: Right, yeah.
3: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we get Clancy Brown in that episode.
1: Well, I was yeah, saying yeah. more season 2, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, season 1 he was in that one. You're right. I can't remember the name of that one. We're not there yet. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with like the big um carrier and like the whole place exploded. It was great.
2: <laughs> All right, moving on to best and worst. Alyssa, why did you pick me to introduce this cuz now I have to go first and you guys don't want this. <laughs>
1: This is the way the categories win, this the but, the but this is the way. <laughs> no, no,
3: this is the way. Mm-hmm. And, so. and Alyssa, you have to say the best line out of all of them. I have, have spoken.
2: <laughs> every dad has now added that to his. Uh, my my dad said that to me every time my he my says. He's like, "You will move out." I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he loves it. The second, Sport. the second they said it on TV, he was like. <gasps>
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <clears throat> so,
2: I kind of already mentioned it earlier with how well um, this storyline is. But my best for season one. So we get live action Dark Saber. Woo! Ooh, you know that was pretty big. And mostly, I think it was bigger in Rebels <laughs> than it was in Clones. They didn't even say what it was called in, in clones. They 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 You see it, but
0: they, right. you don't really know the significance till Rebels. It's, it's yeah. just what Maul used to kill um, Obi-Wan's girlfriend. Shit. <laughs> <It's a team. laughs>
1: he what knows her friend. name. He just wants to call her that. Can
0: we, can we talk about how Corky is uh, definitely not a, a nephew, quote unquote, of hers? <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. <laughs> That's a whole
1: nother podcast, Andrew.
0: For sure. Moving on. She's not my um, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, she's No, not Anakin, she's girl, not my, my- <laughs> Yep.
2: Yeah. So, love Dark Saber. I mentioned this again earlier. I love that this Pushed people to watch clones and rebels. Um I know it
1: People it like helped. you and me. People like <laughs> me
2: and Alyssa. Um it helped us move her. But my my absolute favorite part of season 1 and this is the nerd in me is the music.
1: Yes. Oh, it was so good. And it was like kind of 80s in a way, like a lot of the synthesizer and like electric guitar that was thrown in there. Anybody Mm. else caught that with the 80s vibe? Mm -hmm. I loved it. (laughs)
2: Ludwig (laughs) Gorson. I'm not even going to pronounce his last name. Um,
1: Ludwig G, our guy Ludwig Ludwig,
2: G. On Disney Plus's The Gallery, where they kind of go behind the scenes, there's an, an episode dedicated to him with how he creates all these sounds and he even said it during this uh, special edition that you know he basically had to write three movies worth of music because not only did he do the themes, he did all the background music and sound awesome. effects mm. and that he had to perfectly time with the with what was going on on the screen. So not only was he con- continuously, you know, writing, editing, deleting, he had to time it very well with what was going on.
0: (laughs) Deleting. Not going to talk about that. It was pretty, uh, freaking impressive.
2: Yeah, I mean, and as the musician in me, as you can see, I got guitars in the wall. I've got a Mm -hmm. piano right right next to me as well. I appreciate that. And I was thinking about this earlier is that, is it better than (gasps) the prequels soundtrack?
1: How dare you?
2: Stay tuned for next week for me to
0: give my-, my maybe minus Duel of the Fates. If you take out Duel of the Fates, I think
2: they they stack up to each other dare pretty pretty easily. But, but it, we got we got Duel the, of the, the Fates the, is just leaps and bounds ahead. The the Force theme, the Imperial March, we get so much good in in that first. So I'm not going to decide just yet. So you have to you have to stay tuned for um our next <laughs> podcast. Me to-
3: you're realizing that you're trying to dethrone dethrone the ultimate composer. Of oh, our I know, I know, I
1: know.
3: So glad I
1: didn't have to say it.
2: But for this guy who's in his, I think Sorry. his 30s. not happening. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
0: He's I would, got a I would,
1: promising <laughs> career.
2: I would say if anyone
1: Old had sport. a shot of,
0: of taking over maybe the mantle later, oh, in life,
1: right. some it would be Big him. ass shoes to fill.
2: I feel mm. like he's the he's the Dave Filoni. He's kind nice. of... he's. he's He's up and coming.
3: I'm, I'm going to challenge that. You know why? Um, what's the guy that did uh, the Rogue One soundtrack? Um, Ooh, I don't know, but he was good. Incredible. Incredible. Um, Oh, my God. I cannot remember his name right now. Alyssa's
0: looking it up. Isn't yep. he? I was yep. about to, but I'm like, yeah, no, Alyssa's already
3: got <laughs> Michael this.
1: Michael
3: Giacchino. Giacchino. Giacchino,
1: Giacchino. Yep. thank I've you. I've heard it
3: both ways. Yeah, Giacchino. Him. Uh, I think his music... The job that he did for Rogue One, uh, not to, not yeah, not to down to Mandalorian. I think if anybody was going to um, replace John Williams, it would be him. Mm. All you have to do is remember. Um, I think the song on the soundtracks called "Your Father Will Be Proud." Mm. That whole track, uh, I have listened to it. Oh, at the end of the movie, just, right? It gets me. Mm-hmm. It gets me into that mode. Or, you know, or you feel that loss, uh, it's just so beautifully written, it goes perfectly with, the, with what's going on. Um, yeah, if anybody was going to replace it's going to be him, I think. Okay, all right, we got good. some conflicting opinions
2: that. here,
0: but that's uh, been,
3: they're both pretty a,
2: good ones. That's okay, you know, again, kind of what we described uh, when we had you on last time. I think it's generational, I truly Bro, do. With the rogue one, is because, not a
1: generational opinion, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. so, so. <laughs> going back to it was John on William.
1: tv last night and my dad was like hey look star wars <laughs> um, and i said i have to go binge watch the mandalorian we already did rogue one dad keep up with the podcast
2: <laughs> so my worst and again this is me being nitpicky here we go why the heck do we have jawas in season one what the crap's uh, the matter with you
1: He's like he's in the fringe of
2: the galaxy.
0: Like
1: some minions, okay? Why does every desert planet have have to have (laughs) scavengers? We love it.
0: Because what else is there to do on desert planets for money? Like Jawas exist on (laughs) other planets, but like the ones that happen to be screwed over and get stuck on desert planets, like what are they gonna do? Be moisture farmers? Like that's what that's what the humans do. Like the jobs already taken.
2: I was very happy when Dendraran was just evaporating them as he was climbing. That up was the so trailer.
0: funny. <laughs>
1: that was cool.
0: Like, that. I, I think part of the reason they were in there is because it would have been friggin' hysterical, like, and then 20 of them, like, tased him, and he
1: fell. Yeah, that was funny, too. <laughs> and
0: they were, like, trying to throw wrenches at him when he's climbing up. Ow, yeah. ow, ow. But it just kind of shows, have like, because a lot of... expected
3: somebody throwing, like, a toilet seat. <laughs>
0: that would have been yes. cool. He <laughs> started throwing out furniture, <laughs> or, like, a whole, like, astromech oh droid. God. He's like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> there was R4. I, I, it, go, it just goes to show that, like, because a lot of people thought they were only on um, Tatooine. Tatooine. Mm-hmm. That was, right, like, the right. general consensus for most people. And I was just like, well, I'm like, I've never read anything that said that they were their sole inhabitants of, you know, Tat- like they were, they're indigenous to that. So they're going to go where there is a place to make some sort of profit. And basically, where they can screw over and on steal people. Jakku
1: too, later on?
2: No, I don't. I don't remember.
3: If I don't, they I don't think
2: so. Not a yeah, yeah, cool, Wasn't there a big? Um... There was um, Banthas there. I don't think there was. Um... No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Which you
3: is You might surprising. be thinking of the metal, the metal-looking ones with the little hood. Yeah, um, on first I was glance, picturing the crawler glance, like the big I did...
1: tank-looking.
3: The oh crawling. no, that. Yeah, that I crawler. don't think there was a
1: sand no, crawler. No. no.
0: But I, I liked that there the were jaw was there. But I mean, I, I, again, my, half of my my not liking things are scraping the bottom of the barrel too. They're nitpicking. So I, I get it. Mine for this, I don't, surprising everyone, I don't have a lot of things that I don't like. The thing probably that pissed me off the most was uh, Grief Karga being like, what do you mean you're not from Mandalore? You're, you're a Mandalorian. I'm like, do you, do you think that every single Mandalorian happened to be born on a single planet called Mandalore? (laughs) Andrew, how
1: can you be Italian if you're not from Italy?
0: Exactly. I'm just like, (laughs) like, okay. Concord Dawn much? Like how about any other planet in that system? Like what is, what is the um, planet where Satine's family's from? Cronist, I think it's called. Mm. It was like that, that snow planet a little bit that you see in, in Rebels. I'm like, like, you, you thought they were all born on there? Like, what, what if someone happened to be born in the middle of space? Like, does, is he, like, he can't be president of Mandalore now? Is that how that works? Like, like he's in international waters? Like, how does that work?
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's kind of what, again, right, it that's... Could be, it could be like military bases, you know, in the military bases ooh. when you have right. a family. You could be in Germany, but you're born in a military base. You're American still an American soil. citizen, but... You were born in Germany, but you're still an American. My buddy Griffin,
0: so it could um, be like that. giving him a shout out, he was born in Iceland. Um, he's a Navy brat, but he was like, Andrew, I, uh, I don't know if I technically was born an American citizen. I was like, you were, but your parents probably applied for citizenship while you were over there. You just happened to be born in another country. Right. He was like, oh, oh okay. Exactly. So shout out to you, Griff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, by the way, I told him about this podcast at like midnight, one night we were working together and he texted me at like 11 the next morning. He's like, yeah, I've already binged three of, of your pods. <laughs> I was like, they're an hour long. You sleep? <laughs> so appreciate you Griffin. Yeah. Um, thank you. So that was basically the thing I, I didn't like most. I thought maybe a couple of the episodes started off a little slow. I mean, we, we know that it, it it's a, it's a build. I just thought some of them were a little slower than others, but I still enjoyed every single episode thoroughly. I loved the the season one prison break episode where you get, you know, mm-hmm. you get a in, you get two Twi'leks, you've yes. got, you got, you got Boston, space, Boston,
1: space, Boston, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you get, you know, and you get a cool <laughs> droid. So that, that was pretty cool. That was um, my
1: favorite one as well.
0: I it's that one. It's, uh, it, it was hard for me to pick because I, I liked um, Fennec's character. Um, whom we thought died uh for for a little bit there may not no one ever is died. Awesome. what
1: did we tell you actions yes, don't yes. have consequences in Star Wars.
0: Freaking apparently <laughs> um, I, I liked the one that Wyatt talked about earlier um the season episode four Sanctuary. Yeah mm-hmm. I liked that one a lot. Um and then I liked the the two parter at the end. Like mm. that was that was super cool. Six, it seven was... and
1: eight were amazing. It oh, was a great run. All three of those together. So and good.
0: They, those weren't, those didn't start off that slow either. Like some of the beginning episodes started off, and I know you have to do that. Of course. But it, it just, and then I when, fully understand it. It just kind of is my opinion. It was a little slower. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as I loved the rest of
2: it. So. And then, if I'm not mistaken, when they were releasing these week by week, we got episode six on a Friday. We got episode. 7 like that following Tuesday and then we had to wait a whole another 10 days until we got oh, it was, was like a holiday or something mm-hmm. like that oh. right because because halfway in between 7 and 8 we got um. Roger Skywalker
1: oh yeah that's oh, right
2: yeah. I forgot about that
1: oh my god
0: did we see I that one together Wyatt I know no, we saw I, we saw the I Force saw... Awakens together I right
1: think. I saw no, that I with saw... Dexter and my dad
2: <laughs> I saw it with, with a buddy from work Gotcha. Oh,
1: I remember. And, and a giant R2D2. I remember popcorn I was bucket. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was like, ooh, get one of those. And I was like, okay. And Dexter was still in the popcorn line. He's like, he handed him like 20 bucks. And uh somebody was like, Oh, you got one of those? They're fifty dollars. My dad was like, What? And then he handed Dexter more money and was like, Take more money. Gotta <laughs> say that's not enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have gotten it knowing it was fifty dollars, but now I have a giant life size. Not life size, but a giant R2D2 in my house. <laughs> um, my best, I already said my favorite episode was episode six. I think I just liked the setting the most. I love the interior of any kind of like spaceship where you get all those like really fun different lighting situations and the black and white contrast. And I loved when the plot really shifted and twisted and Mando took control and hit the controls and everything went dark and he started slamming all the doors and just it was like among us but like star wars version
0: it was it was a very Um, uh i'm not trapped in here with you you guys are trapped in here with me
1: right and then the lights went red and it was like oh this is sick like it was i got so hyped it was so good but I know what they were
3: trying to do there right please tell me (laughs) aliens Oh.
1: oh, true, true. Okay, they were trying to give you. That.
3: They were trying. They're trying to give you that feel. Oh yeah, with the
1: strobe light too. With, with the strobe the, lighting. Yeah. With yeah. the aliens
3: coming at you, you didn't know they were coming. That that's why you would see him and then you wouldn't see him. Yeah. Oh, they were so, trying to give cool. you that feel uh, for
1: from sweet. aliens. Mm,
0: Especially when she says, um, "The armor is like when you when one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, You're both hunter and prey. He was both mm-hmm. in that episode for sure. Yes.
1: Her. Oh, that's such a good
3: exactly. Point.
1: Yeah, I think that was my favorite episode, but I think the best, pretty much my favorite thing about this show is the casting. It is so good. I'm such a nerd for this, but like we get so much crossover between Twilight, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, like elf, you name it. Like we get crossovers here. So we have, um, let's see, we have julia jones who played leah in the twilight series in that episode um, we were just talking about with all the the uh, atst and and the the tribe and all of that that same episode we get eugene quarter i don't know if you guys uh noticed that i remembered him from um the good place he's one of oh, the like the bell minor show, right? characters yeah I, I i was re-watching and i was like oh he looks so familiar and i was like ah oh, he's from the good place that makes sense Um, That was great. Obviously, Natalia Tenna from Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. Um, Love her Clancy Brown we talked about before, um, which, of course, is Mr. Krabs as the giant devil in this episode. (laughs) And love that part where Mando blasted him with the flamethrower and he was like, LOL. It's not going to even put... I was wondering right. <laughs> how he was going
0: to kill him because, like, Deveronians are supposed to be, one, really strong, but two, like, a lot heavier and, like, their, their bodies are more dense. I'm like, he's going to hit him and he's going to break his hand. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> well, and we got the reveal that he actually didn't kill anybody, which I thought was, like, even cooler. Like, this man has so much control emotionally and physically. <laughs> oh, he
0: killed him, though, didn't he? The door crushed him. No, he did not no, kill him. No, okay. no, it okay. it the
1: door shut. caught his horns. And remember oh, that it it's this horn. way. Yeah. Okay. It went down and then it <laughs> went in front of it.
0: Oh, okay. So he lived. Okay. I thought he died. Yeah, if you see him
1: later in the cell, oh, That's like right.
0: Gone. He's in a cell. Okay. He's like on a
3: on a fetal position going like this until oh, yeah, the- that's right. <laughs> Jeez, yeah.
1: Man. Obviously, we mentioned Fennec Shand. Um, of course, you know, the live or not live action, I always say that. Dang it. Uh the animated voice of Mulan. She was the speaking voice. And then my my girl, Leia Salonga, was the singing voice. She was also the singing voice of Princess Jasmine. You're welcome. Oh, um, Fennec's going to my... be
0: in Bad Batch. I don't know if you guys know that. Yes. That's going to oh, be cool.
1: She's going to be so good. But my favorite character, like minor character besides, you know, Djarin and Baby Yoda is Pelimoto. She's the best comic relief. <laughs> she loves Baby Yoda as much as the rest of us. I have a little stitch thing here hanging on the wall that says, Thank the Force, obviously from season two. But um, still, had to bring it up. I just love her. I think she's so funny. She was the secretary and elf with John mm, Favreau. So there's that's your right. connection.
0: Uh, and then um, I knew she looked familiar.
1: She's also the crazy napkin lady. If you ever saw those like China napkin commercials, oh my God, she's so funny. And all of the work that she does is so great. But I loved her in those crazy napkin lady commercials. You guys definitely need to check those out if you haven't seen them so great
0: the their, their choice for directors too is also like as stellar as their choice for for cast members i love sure. the behind the scenes i love diving into each one of their minds um uh first of all uh what's her name from jurassic world is adorable Bryce dallas howard Bryce yes dallas Bryce howard. dallas howard and like how <laughs> her connection through her father being um you know he was a director too so i i, I loved Still each is, yeah. yeah So so I, I loved each of their takes on it, how they went. And like, some of them were like, Oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this. And like, they, they just kicked it. They just knocked it out of the park. Each and every one of them. It yeah, was, it was, it was a fans. good relationship. Yeah. yeah.
1: For my worst, I had um, episode two gave me like real two men and a baby vibes. If you guys remember that movie, nobody, yeah. just me. <laughs> I, know you, I never Sonny, saw the movie, Sonny but knows I know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, like Bruce Quill Willis
3: is the uh, it's the baby.
1: Yeah, Qu- Quill, Mando, and Baby Yoda, and I was just like, this is like too men and a baby.
3: That's the one where he
0: gets his parts back from the Jawas, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So I'm just like,
3: oh no, I got confused. It's look who's talking. I'm sorry, Bruce Willis is no, the, voice of you, from, uh, the baby. No, I knew what you. you were yeah. going the
1: right. You're going the right way though. I knew what you meant. Um, similar. Tom S- 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 Tom,
3: similar. Tom Selleck and
1: uh,
3: <clears throat> uh, Steve Guttenberg mm-hmm uh, and I can't, uh who was uh I forget. Anthony, yeah three yes. oh, that's right that's right
1: there you go i knew yeah. i'm gonna remember <laughs> great but movie classic classic and you know like i mentioned earlier he's like stop eating that don't put that in your mouth and i'm like maybe if you fed the kid he wouldn't be scrounging <laughs> for frogs you know what i mean it was just like oh yeah i met you five seconds ago can you watch the kid here's a bunch of credits and you're like you don't even know this person what is wrong with you
0: an excellent anyway. judge
1: character. Right. Um, my other worst was how come the myth roll can't sneak around? You know, he leaves and Mando like immediately knows what, up, what's up and baby Yoda's in the same freaking cockpit and can sneak, sneak around and sneak out. <laughs> like, how do you not?
0: Okay. So one, he's <laughs> expecting someone that he's arresting and taking, you know, and exchanging for money. He's expecting him to try and get away. He's probably like <laughs> dealt with it a bunch. Um and he again, if he's like anywhere a good of judge of character, he's gonna be like, this guy's gonna try to rabbit. Baby Yoda's like a baby, like like a no. tiny little thing. He like he could sneak around quietly. He also has the power
3: of the force. Did you say on his sneak side.
1: around? He's gonna sneak around to cross pictures a little gonna, bit.
3: Sure. <laughs> anyway. I, I have he, kids, so I can sympathize for that.
1: Yeah. They can fair. sneak
3: around. They could be one second next to you next to you know, they could be two miles down the road. And yeah. You would not even notice. of
1: course and then obviously the last one i have was punching baby yoda like how how dare you Uh. where do you get off jason sudeikis and adam pally to come on to my show and punch my child how dare you but i don't know (laughs) i don't know if you guys noticed that was jason sudeikis Mm -hmm. Uh i love
3: do you hear what happened with him uh when that happened
1: he was canceled. His
3: feed, no, his Twitter feed got blasted.
1: Yeah, he was like canceled on Twitter. <laughs> like it was trending.
0: did he like almost break the the Baby Yoda, the I puppet? Know.
1: I don't know if I heard that
0: one. <laughs> I, I I read I that like that, he that, yeah. he almost broke it, and he was like terrified because that thing costs like a lot
2: of money. Like
0: I think like a, five
3: million dollars or yes, something. Yes, it was five I million
2: dollars for the animatronic Baby Yoda. There's a video floating around of them doing that scene over and over again to Toto's Africa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, cannot <watch> <laughs> I cannot watch that. I cannot watch that. I love
3: it'll ruin no. the song
0: Africa for it's, me. And I love that song. Yeah, so right?
3: So for my best and uh, worst, um, and like I mentioned before, I love um, when they do world building
2: mm.
3: and they give you things that make you think um and you're kind of wondering you know oh my god what's going to happen what's going to happen oh man they mentioned this we're going to find out about it uh and i'm going to throw one that's going to blow your mind is when um uh, moth gideon says oh like when um uh, we wiped out all those mandalorians in the night of a thousand tears oh i was just like that was my My episode four, all during the Clone Wars, I was a Jedi Knight, you know, with your father during the Clone Wars. You know, Mm -hmm. well, what the heck was the Clone Wars? Yeah, we don't find out until what ten years, twenty years later, what the hell the Clone Wars were. Yeah, Mm. this is another one of those that they throw in, and it's just a simple line, but it it has so much wonder behind it. Mm. It's like, what happened? We know it was a, during the Siege of Mandalore. So what happened in the Night of a Thousand Tears? Why was it named that? I mean, that's a huge, huge line mm. that you know they're going to have to go back at some point and explain it. You know, when, she, when Moth Gideon is going down the line and saying, oh... Uh Caria Cynthia Dune, you know, you were a dropper yes! for the re- you're like Did anyone else think it was okay, weird? So he's
0: like, You were a Republican dropper? I was like, No, no, you're she was uh, a Republic uh, dropper. Republicans and Democrats don't exist in Star Wars. <laughs> that was so funny. He said that. that. He said Republican dropper. I think he just he was just saying a longer version oh. of republic, but it was I was just like yeah. there are no Republicans
3: and Democrats. In Maybe Star that Wars. was
1: just his way of saying it. I, don't
3: I know. know, yeah, I know it was pretty. But funny, I love but- the fact <laughs> that they have all these little things that mm-hmm. you you know you throw in there that it, it makes you wonder. You know, we're two seasons in, we still don't one hundred percent understand what a dropper is yeah we still don't know what the knight of a thousand te- and i'm still wondering it's like when are they going to come back to it when are they going to come back to it the magistrate you know oh you know yeah. disgrace okay so what happened for him to be disgraced what did he do or he failed to do to get mm. disgraced and and end from? up in some backwater place yeah uh in running a guild in the middle of nowhere. Um and those are the things that I really enjoy because, again, it, it just enriches and, and makes starts making you wonder and your imagination just starts going in all directions on, wow, what could this be? Um, mm-hmm. And I really have only one one thing. And again, and I adore the show. Um, so it's not really a dig. It's more of a, of a comment. Um, mm-hmm. Star Wars has always capitalized on the unknown. And by that I mean Carrie Fisher wasn't known. Yeah, she was uh you know the daughter of um and I can't remember her name right now. Um Debbie um,
1: what's her name Reynolds? De- Debbie Reynolds. Right. Debbie mm-hmm.
3: Reynolds. Um, Harrison Ford wasn't really known. Not yet, yeah. Mark Hamill not even nobody knew who the heck he was and much less the cast. Mm. Star Wars has always Casted unknowns to play their main roles. A lot of them have become famous afterwards and had some great careers uh, because of Star Wars. But let's face it, we've always had unknowns. And an issue that I had, and believe it or not, I still have, it's one of my favorite characters. And one of my, again, one of the characters that, that takes me out of it is Grief Carga to me is Apollo Creed.
1: Yes. You know, oh my God. I am, yes. Uh... He is also the soldier. Creed. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're funny. I'm
3: thinking also a Predator. You know, he is the one soldier taking you know Arnold through oh, the you know yeah. through the forest of Nicaragua. I think is what it was in Predator. I mean, you know, but so we also sometimes... have Samuel L.
0: Jackson in the prequels. Like I know he got.
3: <laughs> no, so now here's the thing though. For me, Samuel L. Jackson is a chameleon. He can be in anything. And to me, he is that character. I don't know why. It's, it's the same equivalent of... Um,
1: Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs>
3: Tom Hanks is another one. <laughs> uh, and I cannot remember. He plays uh, Sirius Black. Um, oh, oh. Oh, um,
0: oh, oh, oh. He also played Commissioner Gordon in the, the, Commissioner the Batman Gordon. trilogy. Gary um, Oldman. Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yes. Gary Oldman.
3: Again, he's a chameleon. It's like you can put him anywhere and I can believe he's that character. Well, um, I understand reason, that, but uh,
0: I, I think Grief Garga's um, actor, I think he's a bit of a chameleon, too, because I didn't even, the last time, the last thing I saw him in was a psych episode. And yeah, I was like, the holy same crap, topic, that was, he you. was
3: chubbs.
1: But, like, yeah. to her okay. point he was teaching right. happy Gilmore how to golf. That's, yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yep, my dad said the same thing, and he was like, Apollo, and then he saw... Giancarlo, and and he's like, "Por hermanos," like that's that's all we do. I have to embarrass
0: my mom. She thought that was Lando for a minute. She was like,
2: "How come? How come Lando (laughs) is
0: pretending? How come? How come he's pretending to not know who Baby Yoda is?" I'm like, "Mom, what are you talking about?" I was like, wait, mom, who who do you think that I is love she's the like story? She's so like, much. that's that's Lando, right? I'm like, oh dear God, no. At least she knows she's who like,
1: Lando is. Okay. Then she was like, she credit. goes,
0: she was like, Hold, oh, she goes, Oh no, 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 that's not him. She's like, Oh, that's that's Apollo. She goes, That's Apollo. And I like jokingly was like, Oh gosh, my mom's a racist. And she's like, no, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, mom, of course you're not a racist. But at least she instantly recognized, she's like, Oh, wait, crap, no, that's that's Apollo. She's like, sorry, two 80s movies, excuse right, me. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Easy to mistake identity
0: <laughs> so but
3: i love like so that, that does happen to me though when it comes to to those kids and even pedro pascal mm-hmm. thank god that he has the helmet a lot because you know <laughs> i was you know i watched uh game of thrones and mm-hmm. all yes, i can see was that you viper. know that guy yes, yes. fighting you know the mountain and it's yep. like it's just constant reminders of some of the stuff that they've been to um yep. Yep. and more recently and um wonder woman replace oh, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that guy uh the, you know the villain there um you know it's i understand why they've casted them because you know they need to you know actor name actors to kind of people bring them in uh bring in some some fans but at the same time sometimes it's like i have to like in my brain kind of like switch it off mm-hmm. it's like no 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 this is grief Karga. it's hard yeah it can be hard and, for some of them um,
0: well, that's how um, Wyatt felt about someone in season two isn't it we'll get there.
3: <laughs> no comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Called out.
1: That's okay. He'll be outnumbered opinion-wise next time.
0: Poor guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, you, that, you ain't kidding.
1: <laughs> Ethan will be like, yeah Can't wait.
0: All righty. So, let's transition into our last segment um of Access the Archives. Notice that we chose to do this segment at the end instead of the beginning like we usually do. Um how did we come up, come up with doing that?
1: <laughs> I think it was like we have way too many. Well, um, I I think
0: part of it was like, well, the um, <laughs> the the behind the scenes um came at after the uh, after the show, so like you watched oh. the behind the scenes for Mandalorian. I think that was kind mm-hmm. of like the thinking, but I could sure. be wrong. So I only had uh, the one because I know Alyssa is gonna rock the heck out of this. So I was like, I really don't need to. I don't need to carry my weight as much on this one. Um, it's not always um, Pedro Pascal in the suit, and a yeah. lot of people don't don't always know that. I think like in episode um, four, he wasn't in it at all. He had to do voiceover work later. He had scheduling conflicts. He was like, "Yeah, I, oh I can't be there." Gosh. Oh my god! <laughs> so there Sorry, was like, I've, I think there was I've, two or three other people in the suit besides. Him. I have a coffee date. Sorry, I don't know. But that, <laughs> was that, that though. Though. probably, I'm assuming he had work
1: audition or something, right? Yeah. ADR. He had the ADR.
0: <laughs> I figured that one was big
2: enough to to drop. So all right. Well, I know, like he had, like he didn't do any of his own stunts at all. He had different people doing doing those.
0: Maybe he's not a stunt guy. It happens. Maybe you don't want to get injured.
3: Oh no no no! It has nothing to do with a stunt guy. Have you ever worn one of those helmets?
1: Huh.
0: Oh, fair enough.
3: I can vouch. I have worn one. You could not see a thing out of that thing. <laughs> Your visibility is like zero. Um, your peripheral is none. Um, oh my gosh! They're hot. They're hot, especially when you have to have the balclava on. Mm. They're very, very hot. Um, uh, some of us put uh, little battery fans to kind of help you circulate the air inside the helmet because that thing is sealed. Um, you know, and it's it's really, really, really hot, especially here in Florida to do a troop in the outside. Um, When we did Star Wars Weekends, uh, they were constantly drink water, drink water, dig water. And by the time we made it, it was like a, I think it was a mile that we walked. Uh, We had people actually pass out of heat exhaustion. They actually had paramedic crews because that costume is hot. I mean, even look at the clone or stormtrooper
0: armors. They're all wearing black underneath their white armor. Uh So that's like absorbing a lot of heat, especially like Mandalorian, his tarps.
3: Man. Think about doing stunts in that costume, though. No. I mean it's it's rough. <laughs> no. it I can't rough. do stunts. I can't do stunts
0: in this t-shirt for kind of.
3: I can barely walk in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I've definitely dropped a lot of my nuggets throughout the episode because I couldn't help myself. I just love all of the behind the scenes and just fun facts. Um, one that I kind of mentioned earlier, but didn't exactly tie up this loose end, was that being a fan is not a requirement to be involved with the show. Obviously, we were saying, um, you know, it's a Star uh, it's a Star Wars show created by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. But that wasn't really the case with the actor Werner Herzog, who plays the client. So the I would like to see, I would the, like baby, to see the baby, that guy. Um actually before filming, Herzog had <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, I love how he delivers his lines.
1: So great. Um actually before filming, Herzog had never seen a single Star Wars movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now he applauds the filming and the world the Mandalorian created uh created, saying that it's cinema at its best. So I'm seeing
2: a I'm seeing a pattern here. People it is who cinema starting... at
0: its finest.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: people who have been in star wars have never seen it so maybe that should have been our our but. plan to, get, <laughs> and, and to, <laughs> to never movies, watch never. it and then we get into get, it yeah
1: i don't know oh yeah that that, that's works.
2: uh doable
0: i think that's andrew might
1: be the only one that has a shot with his voice range here all the characters he right. yeah. can do
0: <laughs> gee thanks
1: um, speaking of, there were a lot of crossovers with voice actors and creative members from other well-known Star Wars shows. Obviously, we mentioned, um, you know, the Matt Lanner, no, known for playing Skywalker on all six seasons of uh, Clone Wars. So he made his first live-action appearance in episode six, playing the New Republic officer on the ship that Mando and his former colleagues invade. And this next part, I don't know if I just blacked out because I know I know who Dave Filoni is, but upon rewatch, did you guys notice the cameos of the X-Wing pilots at mm-hmm. the end of that episode? We got three He's cameos. Yes, Dave Filoni was the first one. So he played Trapper Wolf. And then we, the two other X-Wing pilots we see are actually, uh, one was the director of that episode. It was mm. uh, Rick. F, I'm not gonna even butcher his last name as uh as Jib Dodger. And then we got Deborah Chow as Sash Ketter. Um, she was the director of The Sin. So I just loved like all the again, the Easter eggs guys. I just love all the Disney
0: connections. <laughs> I like that Dave Filoni's Star Wars name is two clone trooper names.
1: I, I was thinking that too. I thought that was awesome. So yeah, obviously he was a writer, director, and producer on the series, but you know, we got three directors in one episode. So I thought that was really cool.
3: I have a really, really good one. Um, oh boy. That I think you guys are going to enjoy. Um, so, you know, that in Empire Strikes Back, which actually was the last podcast I listened to. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're almost caught up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually done. I think this should be the, this will be the last one. Um, when, you know, Mark Hamill actually had an accident on his Corvette. And that scene where he fights, you know, he's he gets whacked by the wampa, and then you see him all messed all up. bloody, yeah. That was his actual injury from his accident, and they just basically capitalized and used it in the in the uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing actually happened to Pedro Pascal. What? So yeah, so he was actually the way the story goes is he was actually coming out um, of his. Um, uh, makeup doing makeup trailer and apparently as he's walking i guess he's going through his line he actually hit a piece of plywood oh, in geez. his <gasps> face and broke his nose. oh my uh, god uh, he actually had to use seven stitches to stitch his nose. What they did is that they used that to when they take you know ig11 takes his helmet off oh, that is no. actual injury <laughs> that you see in his face now although some of the blood is not real, some of it's real, but some right. of it is not. Wow! But you can oh actually see gosh. the cut in his nose in that scene. <laughs> so they wow. actually used it in the uh, in the in the show, we which is really cool. We love
1: when Star Wars history, canon, non-canon, <laughs> real, not real, repeats itself.
3: <laughs> wow! That's I thought that cool. was really really cool. Um, that
1: is cool. Yeah, another. That he, the, I mean, cool it's so cool that, so that he went to the, the hospital.
3: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, you know, kind of feel bad for the guy's like blending his line and bam, piece of plywood right in the face. (laughs) Right in the kisser. (laughs) I mean, makes you wonder, he should have had that best girl helmet on. Uh huh. Um, The the other thing is that actually George Lucas actually showed up to uh, the filming of that show uh, to see Dave.
1: And Uh, Steven
3: Spielberg
1: and Seth Rogen. (laughs)
3: Yeah, they all a, showed up. That's a, a motley
0: mix. crew right there.
1: Yeah. They all visited the set during filming.
0: No, Seth Rogen probably um, really wanted to be on the show. He was like, "Hey guys,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> right?" Well, I thought that was really cool. Um, that awesome. Even George
0: that was really cool sold that George his showed up. Company.
3: <laughs> he uh, he right. still has that love for his creation and um sure. and his protege as well. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah.
1: And you love the picture. You got to love the picture of him holding baby Yoda, the puppet. <laughs> You're like, this is your grandson. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your grandson. <laughs> That's great. That's what You want to hold a baby? Well, guys, I have spoken. I got to go rule Mandalore because I have the dark saber. First of all, we want to thank our guest, Saadi, for being on once again for all the knowledge and the fun and shenanigans. Thanks for being here. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> Make sure to join us next time when we pick up where we left off and dive deep into season two of The Mandalorian. I don't know, I'm probably going to cry.
2: <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this week's episode.
1: In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio.
2: Be sure to
0: submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment,
2: Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio signing off.